Check. Yep. 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 Check. Check. We're uh, guess what? We're we're rolling. We're rolling. Yeah, man. All right. Well, let's roll. Well, I'm Rich Trethaway. I'm Mark Scortino, and we are two, two guys, guys on, on Block, Block Island. Island. I feel that breeze; it's blowing in off the sea. We're gonna have to tighten that up at some point. But it's our Used first episode. Job, so. You think anybody's really going to listen? No, probably oh, not. Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> so uh, where do you want to start? I guess, uh, what is Block Island? Yeah, I mean, there's probably, look, most of you listening right now probably know us. That's probably why you're listening. But, you know, maybe you just stumbled across this thing uh, on the interwebs and you're from California. So the most logical place to start is what the hell is Block Island and where the hell is Block Island? Yeah, that's true. And, and maybe you even visited Block Island, but maybe you're one of those people just came over for the day and, you know, you think you know Block Island, but you really have no idea. No, you know? I, maybe you didn't even know you were still in the state of Rhode Island. Yeah, you'd be amazed how many people, you know, never leave the town. They just get off the ferry, scope out the town, hit the beach, right. and don't even realize, you know, you'll say, how'd you like uh, Dory's Cove out on the west side? And, right. and no idea. No that idea. That even exists. You know? Exactly. But let's not put the cart before the horse. So, first off, what is Block Island? Block Island is an actual island. It's located uh, 12 to 13 miles off the coast of Rhode Island on the southeastern tip. Um, it is 53 miles west of Martha's Vineyard and uh, 21 miles east of uh, Montauk, which is the easternmost point on Long Island. Um, most people have heard of Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. We're kind of like, I don't know, where do we fit in with those two joints? Um, I guess we're the last to be discovered, you know, right. we're a little behind them. Uh, thank goodness. Yeah. And, you know, and, uh, until lately. Yeah. I think it, you know, until about 20 years ago, we still kind of were laying low. Yeah. And, uh, and I think now we're starting to catch up, which yeah. is good and bad. You right. Know? I feel like, I feel like the vineyard is like the jet set island. I'm like, that's where all the movie stars go. And then like Nantucket is kind of like the blue bloody, you know, Thurston Howell, the third island. And uh, Block Island's kind of just like your average, or at least it was, you're kind of like average guy, Joe, kind of blue collar for a long time. Yeah, and, and that's how I think it was for decades. It was the family getaway. Right. You, your family owned a house here and you, you came out for the summer and you got a summer job or or you rented a house, you know, without breaking the bank, you know, for a week. And, uh, you know, it was just a nice family getaway place, like you said, that was uh, sort of undiscovered. Right. Was, you know, the secret treasure. Undiscovered, undiscovered until now, and it's uh, getting a little nutty out here now. Uh, it's starting to the summer crowds. Oh, well, well, let's begin with the, the seasons. I, I, I'd say my guess in the winter, our population, you know, runs somewhere between seven and eight hundred people, mm -hmm. and then in the summer, balloons into the thousands. Right, you know? and so uh, that's a that's a drastic change for uh, for you know, a, such a small place to go through. Um, you know, we have to have a police force that can handle 10,000 people, even though most of the year there's only 700 here. Right. And, uh, you know, there's a difference too between, we have a lot of people who come out here and uh, live for the summer. That's my role. I, I don't live here year round. I am what is referred to as a carpetbagger. <laughs> Which is a kind of, it's a pejorative well, uh, term. It's not exactly a compliment. It's a it's a backhanded compliment, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. And we have other terms for you that we won't say right now. But um <laughs> me personally, you mean. Yeah. I on the other hand, I, I do live here year round. There's I'm, a lot of people who have a lot of names for me out here at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Reg, you live here year round. Yep. Right. I, I decided to move here. Well, we'll get into that later. And, yeah. you know, but that I'm a, I'm a year rounder and you're a uh, carpet bag, uh, right. seasonal, right. seasonal transient type. Person. Yeah. Like a hobo. But we love you. Uh, love thanks, you. man. I mean, I show up every at literally at the beginning of every season with a stick over my shoulder with a little bandana tied around it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my uh, belongings all in there. Well, um, that's all you need on Block Island. Pretty much. You don't need much. No. Yeah. So, all right. So you, so that's what Block Island is. It's in Rhode Island. It's part of Rhode Island, um, and it is an island. There's no bridge, no tunnel. Uh, the only way you can access it is by airplane or ferry boat or your own personal boat if you have one. Um, and uh, you know that's kind of uh, cool because it makes you you know you're on an island and there's 
you feel this detachment from the world some you know when you're out here i think that's why a lot of us like it out here i do you know it's a love hate thing i i love that part of it but uh you know when you crave that ben and jerry's at two in the morning it's just not happening because i can't drive to walmart Right. There are no Walmarts. There are no chain stores out here. Um, it's all family-owned businesses, for the most part. Um, our first corporate entity moved onto the island last year and took over one of the hotels. We'll get to that. Um, but for the most part, a lot of these uh, businesses and families that have been here, they've been here for generations. And... Um, you know, it's just part of the character of this this tiny little place we live in. Oh, and we should mention how tiny this place is, because people are like, oh, well, how big is this island? So, uh, you know, good question. And I'm going to start off with this podcast, letting everyone know that about half of what I say is probably incorrect, and I don't really care yeah. that much. Um, we have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. We're making a lot of this shit up. So Absolutely. Just so you know. I think at its widest point, it's about seven miles wide, and it's about... Uh, no, seven miles seven long. Seven miles long? How long? Five thought, miles wide? How long have you lived here? I don't know. <laughs> It's not an island if you're, unless you're looking at it from the ocean. Oh, is that, good. Yeah. Is that yeah. The, the Roy Scheider. We'll yeah, do, yeah. There's going to be lots of Jaws quotes, I feel like, coming oh, there, in here. There should be. Like when they say they spotted a great white off Long Island, yeah. that's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of sharks around here lately, too. They're yeah. popping up. But yep. uh, well, anyways. I'm sure we'll have a whole episode just about that. Just on sharks. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so look, the island also has a very storied history. There's a lot to it. I don't want to like, we don't want to bore you too much with like facts and data and like, you know, there's no t quiz or test at the end of this, but just here's some bullet points. Okay. So people are always asking why Block Island? And the reason is it was discovered by a Dutch explorer in 1614. His name was Adrian Block. Um, and then, of course, we say he discovered it, but there were indigenous people living here uh, before he, quote unquote, discovered it. And originally, there were about 1,200 to 1,500 Indians here. Um, and then by 1774, that number was reduced to 51. Um, anyway, uh, in 1672, Rhode Island uh, took over, this, uh, adopted it, and renamed it uh, New Shoreham. And uh, today, those two names, Block Island and New Shoreham, are synonymous. Yeah, everything. We operate as the town of New Shoreham, but right. most people still f refer to it as uh, Block Island, right. the Block Island Ferry, and, you know, yep. those that come out. Yep. And at this point, we should also jump in and say, uh, as a point of reference, you, when you are living here on the island, or if you're coming to the island, visiting the island, you say, I am... On Block Island. You don't say I'm in Block Island. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I hear that a lot from people. It sounds so funny to me. Yeah. And, and we use other terms like, uh, oh, I'm going to America. Yes, that's right. So when we have to go to the mainland sometimes, it's like, what are you doing today? Ah, I got to get on the ferry. I got to go to America. Yeah. And e even the word mainland, I, I use that around my in-laws when I first met them in Minnesota. And they kind of were like, what, what is that word? <laughs> you know, they didn't, you <laughs> what know, are you talking about? Yeah. If you're from a landlocked state, you don't use the word mainland yeah. you know, too often. No, but I, I love like being in the grocery store and there's like the guy on his cell phone. He's like, hey, Joey. Yeah. How you doing? How's Newark? Yeah. No, I'm in Block Island. It's freaking great. It's great in this place. Yeah. You know, love you're going to love it. Bring everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We yeah. <laughs> gah, gah, gah. Anyway, <laughs> they kind of sound like that. You ever notice people from New Jersey go gah, 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 a lot? Um, anyway, um, there's two harbors here. All right, we have Old Harbor and we have New Harbor. The Old Harbor uh, is on the eastern side of the island, and that's where the ferries come in from Point Judith. Uh, and that was dug in 1870. Now, 15 years later, in 1885, they, uh, they cut a channel, somebody cut a channel into the Great Salt Pond. And uh, that is, became New Harbor. Um, and that's where the majority of the, well, all of the marine, no, not all of them, because there's a couple in Old Harbor. But the, yeah. Um, yeah, the majority of the marinas are now. So if you're coming in on a pleasure craft, um, you're going to dock up at one of the marinas in New Harbor, most likely. 
Um, and I think the I think Old Harbor still to this day is a harbor of refuge too. It's kind of open to anybody needing refuge in a storm or anything like that. Yeah, or or needing mm-hmm. to raft up so that they can make margaritas on the Fourth of July. Yeah, seek refuge from a blender. Right, you know, right. Yes, it works. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. I don't know. Is this history? We're so all right. Just a little bit more history. We'll get we'll get through it quick. Do I not look fascinated? I'm no. You okay? You, you don't. <laughs> I am, though. I'm so interested. On, on the inside. I'm fascinated on the inside. I wish I lived here. So, the, look, it was a farming agri... You do. Oh, yeah. It, it was a farming agricultural fishing community, for the most part, for, <clears throat> for the longest time. Um, uh, you might see on a lot of menus across the country, uh, you'll see Block Island Swordfish. Uh, so that is true. Back in the day, this was a stop, and swordfish were caught and brought here. Um, but sword fishing hasn't been a thing here in since what the 1920s or well they they, they still do do some sword fishing right. out of here but they drive so far away I mean you're, you're basically fishing in the Gulf Stream you know to, right it's not like it used to be where you would you know just head out the harbor and there'd be swordfish you know yeah uh, you know they used to sight fish them they would that's what you'll see the old sword fishing boats in the pictures and they would have a a guy way up in the tower or the crow's nest and he would, they would sight the swordfish and the guy on the, the fisherman on the front would have the harpoon and they would actually, and I think that was the, the delicacy of it was it was fresh killed. Right. It was like you, you know, like yeah. you shot your own cow for that hamburger, but it was fish. Yeah. And, wow. um, yeah. And you can't milk a swordfish just to clarify if, you know, unlike a cow, um, <laughs> hmm. and, are you sure? Let's just let people think about that one for a second. Okay, great. And then, um, yeah, it also reminded me when you said that of, again, let's throw Jaws in there. Like, that's how they used like, when, uh, what's his face, uh, uh, Quint is up in the thing and he's got the harpoon gun. And, uh, yeah, it was like that. I don't know. I just try to throw in a Jaws reference because people like Jaws. And maybe they'll listen. Maybe they'll listen longer if we talk about Jaws enough. Okay. <sighs> I can do that. And then I, I believe that in the, it was about 1938 hurricane okay. decimated the fishing here. And I, I think they never recovered and most fishermen either stopped fishing and did something different or, you know, started to come out of, um, you know, we still have a few fishermen here that do fish and block on the home base, right. but now most of them come out of, uh, you know, uh, new Bedford and, yeah. and, and Galilee, the port of Galilee. Galilee. Yeah. Yep. So, um, that, and then we should also mention at this point, um, coincidentally, uh, the tourism industry was starting to blossom out here. So it became, it started to become a uh, resort community in the summer times. Yeah. And um, throughout the 1900s, uh, starting in the 1800s, but in the 1900s, some of the uh, hotels, most of the hotels started popping up. And uh, some of them were quite impressive um, in their size and in their elegance for the time, I think. And that lasted for a while. I think the depression had a lot to do with it. That took a big hit in the tourism industry. And then, as you said, the storm. Um, And then for a period, the island kind of fell into disrepair. I mean, uh, the hotels anyway. And people stopped coming here, correct? Uh, You know, I don't know how badly it dipped. And even when they started to come back again, it seemed like, you know, up until even when I was a kid, you know, nothing had been renovated or right you know brought out of that yeah you know i remember my first summer the hygia house was still and my first summer here was 96 and the hygia house was still dilapidated it was falling apart lisa and champ hadn't bought it yet and started to re- renovate it but yeah and they were in rough shape uh I, there are n- all of the hotels now are operational and running i would say um some have been restored to a Pretty, most are they've yeah. i think most of them now have little things people want for 500 dollars a night like maybe <laughs> not sharing a bathroom with someone you've <laughs> like never met soapy in, rubs. The, in the middle of the night you know <laughs> uh, you kind of want to have your own bathroom for that yeah. price and yeah, uh, yeah. hey here's an idea how about some air conditioning <laughs> yeah maybe yeah, yeah which and even tvs new. yeah televisions you know, so you know although if so. you're watching if you come to block island and you're watching tv getting stuck in your hotel room watching tv you're doing it wrong yeah you know or your girlfriend went home or, with someone else the <laughs> night before um <laughs> uh, that's happened to me um Anyway, so that's kind of the long and the short of, of, of most of it. And then in the 
so it was kind of honky tonk throughout the 60s and 70s. Very loosey goosey. Lots of good times to be had out here because nobody really gave a shit about anything back then in terms of like, I don't know, partying or like, you know, just hanging out and everyone knew each other for the most part. So you could play in the dunes. Yeah, you could just start a beach fire and, like, mm-hmm. you know, have a party with, like, you know, 100 people. And no one cared if, uh, you know, you know, as long as you cleaned up after yourself, you know. Yeah. Was, and, uh, but then somewhere in, I'd say, what, the 80s, late 80s, early mid 80s? Yeah, I think so. I, I You know, I'd say 85 to 90. Yeah. Things started to. Things started popping off. Yeah. And then this place became discovered because. I just did. Who knows why? Uh, the, and, the old Ballards burned down and they rebuilt it right around then right. to this newer, you know, bigger, bigger thing, bigger thing. Yeah. And then, and, and folks from, you know, the, the city folk started finding us. And, uh, you know, during the summer, you'd see more and more license plates from New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. Um, and so this led to a gentrification uh, out here. And again, my first summer around here was 1996. I think we agree that's pretty much the last year or or that's kind of the dividing line somewhere around there when the real estate market really kind of went crazy. And, you know, these cottages that you could buy for, you know, $150,000, $200,000, all of a sudden within two years, they're million dollar shacks for sale, basically. Sort of reached the zone where the, the... The building on it didn't matter. It was about that stamp of land. Exactly. You know? It's yeah. The, yeah. It's like a magnified version of they're not making any more of it. Right. And, you know, and all of a sudden, everybody wanted it. Yep. You know, they wanted to be here. Everybody you know? wants some. I can't say I blame them. I want some, too. <laughs> you know that song, Van Halen? No. Great song. Oh, I do. I just yeah. didn't recognize it with you singing. Thanks. I, I got it now. I sound yeah. just like David Lee Roth. <laughs> and I'm wearing spandex, too. Right now, which you can't see out there, but it's true. Yeah, they're a little loose, though, I'm going to admit. Um, I lost weight. So, anyway, this place gentrifies, right? Now, it, this gentrification ha- process has been ongoing, and it's still happening right now. It's still going on. And the more that Block Island has become discovered, the 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 larger the set of challenges uh has become in terms of existing here uh you know in any with some sort of normalcy i think in your our day-to-day lives as folks more more like yourself who live here year-round and this is your home um so yeah but i think it affects everybody i mean you know uh, uh, i guess What's happened is it's almost like the pendulum has swung so far the other way now. You know, we have this uh, thriving tourism here. It needs hundreds and hundreds of workers to to run the store, uh, even the year-round workers, you know, teachers. But, uh, you know, anybody who needs to be here to work who doesn't have, you know, $1.6 million kicking around to buy a house. Right. And and But every little teeny room of real estate on this island is so valuable right. that there's just every year there's less and less. And there's less, uh, you know... Uh, available real estate that anyone who, you know, has a normal, even a good paying normal job, it's still a stretch for them to afford to buy anything here now. Um, right. And a lot of the land has been taken uh, greatly. And we'll, we'll probably expand on this in an episode by conservation. Sure. Which is fantastic. I mean, I think it's over, I don't know, 45, Close, 45, 50, I think they hit, 50, 50%. they hit 50%. Yeah. So what Rich is talking about is the nature conservancy out here to touch on it briefly. And that's one of the great things about Block Island. That's one of the things that draws people here is that the amount of open conserved space is roughly 50% of the island. Again, I think they just surpassed that. And the way that this happens is, you know, people who have been living out here for generations sometimes will donate acres of land that can never be built on ever again. And uh, Adrian Mitchell, our friend Adrian, yep. is uh, one of those people. Um, Lewis Farm. Lewis Farm. That family did yep. great things. Wonderful for Conservancy, things. yeah. Yep. 
And uh, so again, uh, you know, one of the things, again, to bring it back to Martha's Vineyard, I did, I actually, full disclosure, I spent a summer on Martha's Vineyard in 1994. Oh, you did? I did. I've never been there, actually. So Yeah, never. it's cool. Yeah. I mean, the vineyard's awesome. I love the vineyard. I know I was slagging, I was like, oh, it's Jet City. But it's fun. I love Martha's Vineyard. I lived here for like eight years before I went to Providence. You lived here before Providence? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like I, wow. Well, we'll get into my that story some other time. But, but I kind of moved to Block Island and knew nothing about All right. You know. Stop talking about yourself all mm-hmm. the time. Okay. okay. Uh, no, we're going to talk. We're, we're going to tell you more about ourselves in just a minute. But let's. Re- so, getting close to wrapping up, a little bit about what the island is. Throw in the pork chop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the island <laughs> is shaped like a pork chop. <laughs> it is. It's actually a Jeopardy question. One night I was watching Jeopardy, and Alex is like, uh, "This pork chop shaped island off the coast of Rhode Island is named after this explorer." Yeah. Adrian Block. Yeah. Were you listening earlier? I said that. He didn't say who is Adrian Block, so he got Shit. it wrong. You know, that's how right. Jeopardy works. $400. I'll pay <laughs> after the show. Um, anyway, so yeah, it's, it's, it's things are popping off out here um, now, especially this summer with the whole COVID thing, which is a whole nother kettle of fish, no pun intended. I'd like to just refer to that as the C word for yeah, the rest the of the podcast. Word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So until the C word happened, you know, it, it was tough enough out here, but now things are just off the charts bonkers. And, you know, we're dealing with growing pains. And again, don't forget, you're, you're stuffing in the, in the summertime, the population swells to, I've heard numbers up to 20,000 on the 4th of July weekend. Is that accurate? I, I could believe that. Yeah. And so now imagine that you're stuffing 20,000 people onto a seven mile long, three mile wide strip of land. Um, you know, it, there's stuff to be figured out. You got to figure out how to manage all of that. I've always envisioned Block Island as like this floating dock. And, you know, all spring, more and more people pile on the dock until it's just about to go under. And yeah. then along comes October and right. they start to leave. And But it, it's it's it really has been, I think. Uh, I'm not sure if my number is 100% accurate, but I think um, 20 years ago on a Saturday, nine ferries landed here. And this summer, or last summer, I don't know what the, this summer is, with a little hokey yeah, with, the, with the C word. Right, um, with the C word and everything. Uh, this last summer on a Saturday, uh, like 28 ferries or some ridiculous. So, I mean, that just yeah. gives you an idea of how steadily and slowly, and, and you know, all different locations. Um you know, we have ferries coming in from Montauk, New York, Point Judith, New London. Yeah. Uh, even up, doesn't one come out of New Bedford? Uh, or what there, is it up there? Is there? I know it stops in Newport. Was there one from Quonset? Oh, no, that's from, uh, that goes to the vineyard. Who cares? We should probably figure this shit out before we start talking about it. Nah, huh? it's not really I that know. important. Maybe, because then people on Facebook can be like, you're wrong about that. Yeah, we'll love nah. that. We'll love that. Uh, all right. So that's kind of Block Island. That's where we are. We'll tell you, we'll talk more about it. But now, so we live here, we're doing a podcast about Block Island. We've told you about Block Island. And now you're probably wondering, well, who are these two jokers? And uh, why am I still listening to them right now, if you still are? And why should I continue to listen to these guys for you know, the foreseeable future, let's hope. Okay. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves, because one of the things everybody has out here on Block Island is a story, right? Um, everyone has, uh, very few people are from here generationally. I mean, a lot of people are now, but I mean, you know, the difference, remember that scene again, here's Jaws. Remember the scene in Jaws where he's like, oh, we're not Islanders. They admit, they oh, bring yeah, the whole yeah, difference yeah. between whether you're an islander or not up, and you're only an islander if what your name I, goes. I mean, what I'm, is that? How people do you just, ask me that question, like, oh, so you're an islander, right. and I'm always like terrified to answer that. Yeah, you know, I'm like, no, I live here year round for the last, you know, whatever. But you know, they, they, when I was younger, it was you had to be actually born on this island. Like, okay. Like so a, you don't have to be like connected to the Settlers Rock. You don't have to have your last no. name on Settlers Rock no. to be an Islander. I don't believe so. Okay. You know what? Let's make that a rule. I'm done. I've, 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 <laughs> we just, we've decided it's that. It's on the it's internet official. now. It must be true. And here's how small a town it is. I could be wrong, but I think Meredith McAloon was the last child born on the island. But no, I don't know. It's you turtle, got another one? Turtle and Heather's kid. 
Oh, blaze. It was a blaze or chase chase. I think it was chase. So one of, so that's now that was the definition back in the day. I don't know right. if, you know, so I'm a, All right. I, I call myself a year round resident, right? Because you're yeah. respectful and you don't yeah. want to piss off any Islanders who would be like, you're all not an Islander. Um, yeah. Even though I think most of them are dead now. Right. And yeah. <laughs> you know, just, hey. just saying. <laughs> Well, anyway, like we said, I'm a carpetbagger. Rich is a, let's call Rich a year-round resident. So, uh, Rich, because you're a year-round resident out here, I think let's start with you. So, what is your Block Island story? How did you get out here? When did you start coming here? Well, just give me, give us, give, just start talking. Um, okay, my, uh, my story is a family story. My great-grandmother and her sister wanted a uh, vacation place in the country somewhere so they bought uh a place on block island with a bunch of land uh, back in the 1920s i'm gonna say 1925 somewhere around then and uh just ever since then it was the you know the the summer home uh for me you know for for our family before yeah. me and after me and where did you grow up where are you from originally? i grew up in brooklyn new york born hey. and raised born and raised how you doing i'm good but i gotta use the toilet um <laughs> So, uh, you know, it was really, you know, I always tell people, for me, greatest upbringing in the world to be born and raised in Brooklyn, but get to spend summers on Block Island. I yeah. mean, there was just no, I looked so forward to getting out of school and coming out here. And um, it was just a great, great place. Uh, the house, till I was probably eight or nine years old, had no running water or electricity. Uh, the, the house that you... Summer, you know, the whole family stayed in. No, no running water, no electricity. How many of you in the house? Oh, probably 12, 13 of us at a time. You're kidding. More. No, no. Oh, my God. A lot of bedpans. Whole, a lot of bedpans. Did you have an outhouse? Yeah, we had an outhouse, but who really? wants to go out there in the middle of the night? <laughs> Just use the bedpan, and you're like, Grandma, it's full again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> grandma, empty it. Emp- I need an empty grandma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So uh, <laughs> I had a little phobia of the spiders in the outhouse. You know, that oh. was my excuse yeah. i guess um so you basically like your summers were like little house on the prairie but on an island yeah we had a pump that pumped the rainwater out of this what is it called the uh, cistern yeah they call it? yeah collected so that's rainwater. how you had your water yeah it wasn't yeah. a well you didn't even have a well no no well no running water nothing what happened if you ran out of rainwater um you went back to brooklyn you made grandma go into town <laughs> yeah. for some yeah. bottled water that's when we found out where <laughs> she was dumping the bedpan <laughs> i'll show them <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, Your grandma's of. disgusting. She's amazing. Oh, um, Lord. Yeah, then, uh, you know, about 14, I think they got sick of me kicking around over there on the west side. And my mom drove me downtown and saw, you know, a help wanted sign at Finn's restaurant and said, go in there right now and get a job. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and um, I lied about my age. And yeah. And I got hired and I worked there for 10 years. You told them you were 68. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they who she, owned Finn's? I don't think they cared days. because they right. needed a dishwasher. You know, that's not the kind of position you hold out for the right qualified <laughs> candidate to come in the door. It was more like, how how tall are you? I'm like, well, I'm six feet tall, what, and what, I'm sixteen. Yeah, oh, you're higher. What was your GPA in college? Uh, they didn't ask you that. No, is what we're saying. No, yeah, especially because I was only fourteen. You right, know, I hadn't quite finished the first year of college yet. And then, um, because you were like Doogie Hazard, yeah. yeah. And I worked uh, there for 10 years. And then, uh, my boss, who had moved on to run another restaurant, uh, and I partnered up and we opened our own restaurant. And, uh, what, what year was that? That was in 93, I believe. And the name of the restaurant was Sharky's, Sharky's, home G-R of the GR Sharky, GR standing for Gary, Gary and, and Rich. Rich. Yep. You're Rich, mm-hmm. your partner was Gary, yes. And you guys, I remember, were famous for the shark bite cocktail, yeah, shark attack, the shark attack, the shark attack. Which yeah. my first summer out here in 96 <laughs> was like, it was like, let's go to Sharky's for shark attacks, <laughs> and it, it was, uh, I forget exactly, it was some rum punch yeah, kind of drink, yeah. but there was a plastic shark like a, t- a child's yeah, toy yeah. about six inch rubber shark that you would stick the mouth on it would become sticking out of the drink and you would drizzle grenadine yeah so it looked like blood was coming out of the shark's mouth into your cocktail it wasn't exactly grenadine but um yeah oh god it. yeah no what no. so uh, 
you know, how high were you when you came up with that drink or wh- the, whoever came uh, up with that drink? How, I, I think she was drunk. Drunk. Yeah. yeah. Be like, yeah. you know, what would be cool. Yeah. My God, this would be hilarious. What's, what's really funny is in the off season, I do a, you know, it's sort of a caretaking business and I go in and I'll find houses that have like 20 of them lined up on the. The sharks. Yeah. The pla- oh, so me and my roommate from a couple years, summers later, Sean, we lived, you know, above here, above Nick's, and uh, we collected them. We made like a mobile, you know, like, oh, yeah, fishing, yeah. like we found a piece of driftwood on the beach that was like all fingery and sprawling out. And we hung like, you know, sharks, like eight or nine of them, like off. And actually, we put it up downstairs at Captain Nick's for a while. It was kind of cool. I've seen them on the hoods glued to people's car roofs. (laughs) I mean, somehow there was a, there was like, that was a number two thing that people complained about when we retired and sold the restaurant. Yeah. You know, that was. What about what's going to happen to the shark attacks? Yeah. And where's my chicken fingers? Yeah. Where's my chicken fingers? Um, But no, that's cool. They show up with their kids crying and be like, are you happy now? <laughs> Look what you've done. Look what you did. Look what you've done. Yeah. Um, you're like, I can give you the number of the distributor. You can buy a whole <laughs> box of these plastic sharks and shut your kid up, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but that's cool. Like, you know, it's kind of like a little legacy and it must be nice to see those little sharks every now and then and kind of be like, ah, oh, that's cool. That was were from my restaurant back in the day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it, it, was, it was a good thing. That restaurant business, uh, you know, it's it's a great business to be in, but you got to know when to say when. And, right. You know, uh, right. I just don't think I could do one more summer with some teenager giving me some lame excuse. Yeah. And you having to take it because there's no one Ugh. else to hire. Right. I mean, right. that's the other thing is like your pool of resources out here is nothing. Yeah. And ever since the gentrification, you can't just kill them and right. you know, you throw them off a dock somewhere. Yeah, you can't you know? go... I'm doing air quotes right now. You can't go take them fishing. Yeah. 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 Um, So, all right. So you came out here, you started working in restaurants. It it was a family thing. You were on a family uh, plot of land, Um, came out here, got a job in a restaurant, ended up opening your own restaurant. Um, And then I think you met your wife where? Uh, I met my wife in the Dirty Jurors. Oh, in New Jersey. Jersey, yeah. Because after I, my last year of high school was in New Jersey, and yep. um, I went home for a visit there. I met my wife, yep. and I, you know, used Block Island to really sucker her in to yep. to liking me. Um, so has uh, when is does she? And she does. When is that going to start working? What do you mean? Her liking you? <laughs> uh, I think it's over. Uh, um, it came in. Nah, she still likes me sometimes no. in the morning for a little while. She's nice. <laughs> to God. me she's nice to everybody else it's yeah just, you know she's it's one of them things people are like oh you're married to rich you must oh he's so fun and then she's yeah. like yeah okay whatever she's yeah, like I'm, I'm over him. it yeah. yeah try sleeping with that guy <laughs> <laughs> i'm like don't even bother patty i've said it, it never happens um yeah yeah, yeah. so i so you, uh i said to her i said you know i work at this restaurant on block island this is before i owned you know before my partner and i opened our own restaurant and i said uh come on out try it she was working as a as a nanny in uh in New Jersey for, um, you know, a, a household with four children. And, you know, it was one of those get me out of Minnesota jobs. Right. You know? Like here, right. you're going to make $11 a month. And, like folk singing was for but Bob you can use But you can use the phone. Right. You know? And I said, why don't you come out? I, and like, hey, we yeah. got a cistern, by the way. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, good. Well, that's a step up. Well, when she came out, we actually did the employee housing thing. That's very oh, common out here. We, yep. lived, we lived in the Finn's Beehive upstairs, yep. you know, where the, yep. the, the, the worker bees live. Yeah. And that was it. And then we did two years back and forth uh, where we did six months here and six months back in, in the Jurors. And then we just decided that, you know, we didn't have enough money to leave one fall. So we stayed. And, um, we, uh, <laughs> so you're a year rounder by default just because. Yeah. 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 Which is how it happens for a lot of people. Yep. And then you created your own family out here as well, because it's not just you and Patty. Nope. Yeah, I've got two daughters who are now, of course, all all grown and wonderful. Um, one of them uh, works up in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, uh, as a speech and language specialist. And my other daughter, Madison, she's uh, get finishing completing her master's right now. Yep. And they've both been here on the island, uh, you know, and, and worked. Born. We've known. Yes. I've watched them grow up. They, you know. Did the whole preschool to 
Right. To high school, which, as we didn't say earlier, is all one school. Right. Here. That's a and, big question people yeah, ask. Yeah. That's is a that, popular one. What's the, is there a school out there? It's like, no, we just kind of let them do whatever they want. Yeah. There is a school. It's uh, one school. It's kindergarten through 12. And yes. what are the average class sizes? Like you're. Anywhere from two to, to 12. Right. But I'd say average is eight. Right. And we're I, talking about your graduate. I haven't had kids in school in a little while, so I don't know the. You know, the demographics right, right now, but it's, but we're talking uh, about your graduating class, not like right. your math class. We're talking about like, if you're, you're a senior and you're graduating, it's you and 10 other kids possibly may at the most, maybe 18 at, Oh, a, that a, would be, that would yeah, be crazy. That's too much. What tends to happen here is, um, the number starts big, yeah. you know, the first and second grade, you, you, your child has a class of 14 kids and then little by little people find a reason to leave or get driven out because they can't find a place to live year round because of everything being so expensive. And, you know, you, you may end up with a graduating class that started as 14 at four, right? you know, that really did the whole nine yards from kindergarten up, uh, but they did that whole thing. And as teenagers worked in our restaurants and, uh, and other jobs. Uh, so you guys had like, a, I mean, it was a super family vibe, right? It was you and your wife and your kids and, and my partner and his wife and, and his your, kids. Right. Yeah. So you, it was two families working together. And I mean, again, if I could jump in, like not to take any time off from your story, but that's one of the things that's so cool. I think out here, right. Is you find a lot of that, that family kind of vibe or people, you know, the families run businesses together out here. They do. They do. And I think again, it's because you need to have, uh, you know, a ground base of some people you can count on. Yeah. Because the rest of it's all kind of come and go. Are you right. going to be here through Labor Day? Oh, of course. I'm not going anywhere. Right. And you can beat your kids when they fuck up too, which is nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Can try to burn them. That? Well, you burn them in places. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's not even funny. You don't beat them anymore. You don't beat them. No, just psychological torture. Psych- that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's, that's the, much that's more That's the torture effective. part, you know, yeah. where... The good stuff. I, I, you know, my kids loved it. Love making money. Now, loved working. You know, your kids um, are cool. You know, and I always told them, if you don't, you know, I'm not going to make you love the restaurant business. Right. So some people, it's just not for you. Yeah. There's people that it's not for that really need to realize it's not for them and they don't, you know, right. I'm like, you should not be a waitress. Yeah. And so now that you're out of the restaurant business, now you're, you're just here, uh, hanging out and we're doing this podcast. And so that's why you need to keep listening listeners because rich and I don't want to get real jobs again, ever, ever. If we can avoid it. Right. This is going to become our real job. So keep listening. Anyway, uh, what anything else we should know about you, Rich? Uh, I'll tell you because Rich won't tell you. Rich is also a talented actor. Um, he's done some really cool small films that, uh, you know, I've, I've checked out. And uh, you're good, man. Oh, well, thanks. You're good. Yeah. In the words of uh, Billy Joel, what are you doing here? You should be like Hollywood, man. Well, that would be nice, but yeah. that's not how it, you know. Always shakes out. Uh, well, know, it's tough. I would miss everybody here. That's the main reason I've always said no when they call. Yeah. You know, it's just so nice here. It is. And it's a long commute, too. It is. And your G6 is in the shop, from what I understand, for repairs. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really want to fly right now due to the C word. Yep. Me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same. You know? Same. So. Wow, well, that's it. Well, all right. well, all right. Enough about me. Let's let's hear a little bit about. Uh, oh me? Yeah. Where did? Oh, where did you, I don't like to talk about myself. Where did you at start all. from? Ah, uh, all right. Well, I was born and raised in Western Massachusetts. I was uh, raised in a small town called Agawam. Um, it's uh, known for uh, ho- being home to Six Flags, New England. We called it Riverside Park back in the day. Anyway, uh, I have this uh, group of friends that started coming out here, uh, my high school buddies. from. Um, they started, I think, trickling out here in the early, like, 93. And then um, I ended up, after I graduated college, I came, I went to UMass, graduated from UMass. Um, and then my first summer here, as I mentioned, was 1996. I showed up. Um, my girlfriend had dumped me at the end of the school year. And um, I was heartbroken and, uh, you know, I didn't know what to do. I was broke. I had no money. And uh, my buddy Steve was like, well, look, why don't you come to Block Island with us this summer? You know, come check it out. We'll get you a job. They all had jobs renting mopeds. And then they were bouncers at night 
at a the nightclub out here, Captain Nick's. And um, so I showed up um, in early June with a backpack, a mountain bike, an accordion, a case of ramen noodles, and $20. Uh, I blew through the $20 the first night on the island at Club Soda, uh, getting hammered. And I, uh, my job, because it was early season, it didn't start you know, right away. So I just kind of was like hanging out at the beach for like the first two weeks of like coming out here. And um, I didn't have any food because then I blew through the case. Of ramen. I, I wondered if we were going to discuss the nickname. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> which I only found out that the nicknames, you know, origin about recently. a couple of months ago from you. I, yeah, I yeah. always wonder, but I was afraid to ask. Well, so yeah. So that's the other funny thing about Block Island is that faces, like again, it's such a transient place because people come and go right all the time. Like you know, people come out for a summer to work and then you won't see them again. Or they come here and then they're like, we love this. And they put down roots like, you know, I kind of have for summers anyway. But anyway, my first summer out here, I, I blew through my 20 bucks. I blew through my case of ramen noodles. Now I'm still like basically a beach bum. Um, I have no food to eat. So I, I was adopted by this cool little crew of island people. Um, you know, the a couple of the Dodge kids and Derek DiMaggio, uh, who I was introduced to by my high school friends, and we'd all go to the beach together. So we'd hang out on the beach, and one of my tricks was that I would wait till everybody would go swimming, and then I would, like, loot their coolers, right? And so I would just steal food out of their coolers, and they'd come back, and they'd be like, you know, go to reach for the sandwich or some Doritos, be like, hey, where the th- I thought I brought up sandwich here. Where'd it go? Maybe I forgot at home. So I got away with this for like a week or so, a few days. And then I, I the last time I pulled the stunt, um, the, they came back from swimming or whatever. And I, I ate a, someone, a couple bites of someone's sandwich. I had a big chunk of mayonnaise <laughs> on my face. And uh, my friend Lindsay was like, oh, I ate my sandwich. I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then she's like, what's that on your face? She's like, that's mayonnaise. <laughs> You ate my sandwich. Ah. And so she flipped out. The gig was up. No more stealing people's you, food. You were like the kid with the Doritos. No, I didn't touch him. And yeah. it's the whole mouth is orange. Yeah, you're totally yeah. covered in orange dust. Um, so anyway, you know, that that subsided. Now, 10 minutes later, there's a, some other people on the beach blanket next to us. And a seagull comes down. And they go in the water and a seagull comes down and like sticks its head in a bag of Doritos or whatever. And Lindsay looks over and sees it and she goes, oh, my God, it's you. You're the seagull. <laughs> and that was my nickname. Was it. For the first five years I lived out here, no one knew my name. I was the That's seagull. not a bad thing. Always. No. In fact, mm-hmm. I found out, you know, especially mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes it comes in handy. <laughs> but that was my name for the first five years. No one knew who I was. It was just, he's the seagull. And uh, so that's a part of my my entry. Anyway, so I, I also wash dishes at Finn's. So my first uh, job was, my day job was renting mopeds. And then my nighttime job um i needed a nighttime job like i said all my friends were bouncers here at captain nicks and i wanted to be but i'm five foot four and you know not exactly top of the list but um so i went and started washing dishes at Finn's, and then a spot became available here i became a bouncer at captain nicks um and i'm also a musician i've been a musician my whole life i do audio production and, and whatever so uh like one night i was working bouncing here at Nick's and like the PA blew up or something. And I was able to kind of rewire it so that the band could finish the night. And the guy who owned the place was like, Oh, that's pretty good. He's like, Oh, you know about this stuff? And I'm like, yeah, a little bit. He's like, all right, I won't want you to be the sound guy. So I became the house sound guy here, you know, operating the PA system, setting up the bands. Did you go to school for that? No. I mean, it was just from playing in garage bands and just, you know, hanging out. I don't even know this about it. You just went to college. What did, what did you go for? Uh, Honestly, I started out as a broadcast journalism major at Syracuse. I was oh. in the Newhouse School, and I was dropped out of that and and moved to uh, 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 UMass. I ended up transferring too many fish shows at Syracuse. That's what the problem was. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, so I get the job as a sound guy. Now I'm the sound guy, 
And then one night, like a band cancels and the owner was like, oh, do you know anyone? I'm like, yeah, I got friends, musician friends all over the place. So I called up a friend's band and was like, hey, can you come out here, you know, tomorrow night, last minute? And they said, sure. So they came out. I like, you know, covered a band. So then I started booking bands here at Captain Nick's. And then, uh, you know, um, three, four summers go by and I kind of like transition from I dropped my day job at the mopeds and now I'm just working at Captain Nick's. Um, so I'm just the sound guy and a booking agent. And then in like 2001, I started a music festival out here called the Block Island Music Festival. Uh, it went for 20 years. Actually, it's last 19 years. The last year was uh, 2019. Um, and um, then in 2006, I just kept hanging out long enough. You know, that's the other thing about this place. You hang out long enough and shit just happens to you. Yeah. So in 2006, um, I took over as the general manager of Captain Nick's. And then in 2010, the owner um, offered me a, a, a deal on the property. So I became the owner of, of Captain Nick's. I bought the business. Um, and then in 2014, the same guy who owned a couple other things offered me two of his restaurants. So my wife and I at this time, oh, and I, to back up in 2006, when I got here, um, I also, I hired a bartender and uh, at the um, suggestion of a friend and she ends up becoming my wife. Um, she's still my wife. Her name's Katie. She's great. Love you. Um, me too. And she's a great bartender too. That's really what did it. I'm like, damn, she's hot and she's can make a mean cocktail. Like, good advice, anyone looking to get married, marry a good bartender. It's it's going to help you out. And anyway. I'm so, not sure it goes as smooth for everyone who does that. I know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. But, I, you know, we're both pros. So it was like, there was no hesitation. We just dove right I would imagine that scenario, some people might wake up and be like, I married who? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, she still says that to this day. I think she wakes up a oh, lot. Oh, she loves And you. those are the first words out of her. I married who? Um, <laughs> uh, that's usually cause I'm wearing a Spider-Man outfit when I go to bed anyway. Uh, so I meet my wife here in 2006 and, um, I take over the bar in 2010, 2014, the same guy offers me a lease on two restaurants, the Mohegan cafe and the Harbor grill. Uh, my wife, Katie and I decide, Hey, let's, uh, you know, grab some quick cash if we can. And, uh, stupidly, uh, not stupidly, I'm kidding. Um, we, we said yes. And we took over two restaurants. So now, so f uh, for six years between 2014, 2019, we ran, we're the proprietors of Captain Nick's, the Mohegan Cafe and the Harbor Grill. Remember my text to you when I heard that news? Yes, <laughs> I do. You're like, are you what thinking? are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> because what year did you get out of Sharky's? Uh, I'm going to say, I don't know. That's a trick question. Eh. 2015, no, 2019, 18. No, that's when I got out. Oh yeah, sorry, Whatever. I don't remember. I don't know. So anyway, uh, yeah, we got out. We got out of the restaurants at the end of last season, and uh, you know we're still here at Captain Nick's. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But that's my Block Island story. That's how I got here, and um, yeah, I'm still here. You're a uh, in the Leone language, you're what they call a wash ashore. A wash ashore. You guys are friggin' wash ashore. Yeah. You just washed ashore. Johnny. Well, Johnny yeah. was one of my first bosses. I didn't know who my boss was the first summer. So on the moped corner. So there's this one street out here. There's two streets. Chapel Street and Weldon's Way. It's where all the mopeds are. Very controversial issue, by the way, right now. The mopeds. Yes. We'll cover all that in the current events. I know you all want us to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Not now, though. So, yeah, they were like my first bosses. And there were like five guys. I didn't know who was my boss. But Johnny Leone was like... He was a guy, hey, Siegel, take out two mopeds. Give me two diamonds. Get him two diamonds, which meant two double mopeds. The diamonds were the code for the double mopeds. And then there was give him the spesh, which meant give him the special, which everybody got. Everyone got. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, a fake discount, basically. Yeah. Uh, it was great when he'd say both in the same sentence, like, yo, Siegel. Give on, give him the special on two diamonds. Yeah, you know. But I went, anyway, that's I went it. to buy a bike from Leo, his brother, across yep. the street, and I, you know, he said, "I'm looking for a mountain bike." He points to a bike. He says, "100 bucks." <laughs> I said, "I was looking to spend a little more." He goes, points to the same bike, and he goes, "All right, 200." <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, well, I was like, I learned my lesson there. Look, I'm good. I mean, know, it wasn't. 
didn't enunciate that clearly enough to yeah let know. it not be said those guys are shrewd businessmen that's very for much sure so. and yeah. hopefully uh, yeah. perhaps guest on the podcast yeah is what i'm thinking we'd love to have johnny on yeah at definitely least. love johnny anyway um all right, so that's my story. I don't know, did I leave anything out? There's a lot of other things, but we'll get to that over the yeah. course of, you know, the thing. So I'm, I'm sure we both rolled over a bunch of speed bumps that'll come uh, into light. Big time. Yeah. But anyway, so guys, I think that's the long and the short of it, right? Two guys on Block Island, Mark and Rich, that's who we are. This is why we're here. Now, why are we? The other thing we want to make clear on this is that one thing we're looking to do on this podcast is to inform people uh, who haven't been to Block Island um, on on how to visit Block Island, how to make the most of your visit, how to how to. I'm so, for lack of a better term, how to behave when you're out here, because there is this syndrome when people come to visit Block Island. It's like a lot of people leave their brains on the mainland. Yeah. You don't want to come on vacation and go home on probation. Or Oh. You know, that's uh, kind of the rule of thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Yeah. I like and it. And sometimes it's just the people that live here that put you on probation. It doesn't even involve yeah. cops. You, you don't know? even know what happened. You don't even know right. you went home on probation. Yep. Until exactly. you try to come back. Yeah. And sometimes the people that live here are on probation and they don't know that they're on probation. Yeah. There was one guy put himself on probation. I yeah. thought that was a smart move. I do too. You know when you know it's coming, yeah. you might as well just do it. You're like, uh-oh, all right. It's but, kind of self-quarantining, basically. Like, But yeah, that's uh, why we want to do the podcast. Yeah. And it, you know, So Block Island, you know, the way I feel about this is Block Island is sort of the sounding board and the home base for the podcast. But you know, we feel that things we're going to discuss may affect you even if you live in a tiny little town in nebraska or maybe it's an issue that we see how did you put it on like well so everything out here because it's such a small town and yeah. and oh another fun fact uh block island is the smallest town in the smallest state in the country correct um if you believe it it's got to be true if you will it mm -hmm. it is yeah yeah. But I don't think we're the smallest town in the country, but we're the smallest no. town in the smallest state in the country. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So something like that. Well, Rhode Island's anyway. a kind of a it's a weird. It's a really weird place. There's there's single school systems in the state of Texas that are bigger than the entire mm -hmm. state around, and we have like 14 school systems. Or, right. Or maybe 12. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if and, and so this is unofficial, but we are the weirdest town in the weirdest state in the country. I'll venture I'll I'll throw that out there. Yeah, in a good know? way. In a, in the best way. In the best way possible. Yeah. And and know? so the other thing this podcast is going to do over the course of its I'm sure like, you know, prodigious amazing multi-year uh run is that we're going to introduce you to a lot of the colorful characters that live out here. Um there are a lot of interesting people that decide to spend their lives on an island. Yeah, and you'll you'll some of them may just have a foot in here. They may be a right. visitor of even shorter term. Maybe they just come two weeks a year. Right. Right down to somebody who lives here like I do, 365. Yep. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we're we're going to hit them all. With, yeah. How did you get here? How did you get here? And, and those When stories. are you going to leave? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, you, you get the, everybody's yeah. got that story of how they yeah. found the place, you know. Uh, yep. You know, I've one, one guy told me one time that he, I forget who it was, but doesn't even remember getting on the boat. He was so drunk. Yeah. And he never left. Right. So he doesn't remember consciously deciding to get on a boat to go to Block Island and then just never yeah. left. You know? So um, another like funny quick story is that um, when I got out here, a lot of the, there were a number of Guatemalan um, people from Guatemala that came here to work in the restaurants and whatever. And um, uh, one of them, the, the, the initial guy from Guatemala who came out to Block Island um, was actually thought he got on a boat. He got on the wrong train. He thought he was getting on a train to New York, but it took him all the way to Kingston. He got off in Kingston and he didn't know what to do and somehow ended up in Galilee and Point Judith and got on the Block Island Ferry and came here and thought he was going to Manhattan or something. It would take him to New York. So, uh, you're that's, not mixing this up with a sex trafficking story, are you? Um, uh, no, I know. I mean, anything's yeah. possible. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many years was he here? 
he was here for, I don't know, he was here when I was here in 96, and then he disappeared. But in the meantime, he'd called all his buddies up down in Guatemala, and we're like, yo, get up here, man. There's jobs, and it's cool. Like, people are nice, and, you know, you can hang out at the beach and work as much as you want and everything. So, uh, anyway, there's a large Guatemalan uh, contingency out here that are now ingrained in the island and actually part of the fabric of the community like this place wouldn't run without a lot of the uh, folks that that migrated here from guatemala yeah anyway uh, we'll get more we have more to cover on all that too we have yeah in the last few years we've gotten a lot of uh what do they call the workers oh so they're j1 J1. visa workers yes people from kids from eastern Bloc countries serbia and the the c word messed with that a little bit it did did. yeah Yeah. there's no Mm -hmm. no none of them could make it over this year um but yes uh, serbia bulgaria um you know uh croatia russia so there's a i think we should do a Maybe have a, get, a couple of guests that are here doing that. Absolutely. On their visas, you know, and it'd be fun to get their take on why they picked here to be here. Totally. All right, let's get back to why right. we're doing the podcast. And why we're gonna, else? Well, we got, uh, we're pretty sure we have uh, Hank on board. If you don't know Hank, I'm just yeah. going to call him Hank. Hank Hewitt. Um, Hank Hewitt is a charter boat captain. He's going to be popping in uh, episode by episode, give us uh, fishing updates. Yep. Uh, he, he runs a charter boat. Yep, for Fishworks, which is yep. one of the the more prominent um, charter fishing um, companies out here, and uh, Hank's a character. He's one of those Block Island characters. You're gonna love him. Oh, he's gonna yeah. give you a great story how he got here. Yeah, Every, everybody's gonna have one because totally, you know, totally. Very few people just appeared here. They they have a reason they came. Right, and like you said, oh, sorry. So to back up too, we said why. <clears throat> excuse me. Said why. Um, you know, so the larger issues that are issues that we deal with here on this little tiny Island are the same issues that, you know, you're dealing with on the, uh, in America, on the mainland in a larger context, but here, everything on block Island seems like it's under a magnifying glass all the time. Everything is intensified and heightened. So like, you know, if you have a bad day on the mainland, it's like, you know, Oh, well, you know, my internet wouldn't work and ah, darn it. But if you have a bad day on Block Island, it's just like, oh, my God. No, everything's very dramatic out here. Um, and everybody knows you had a bad day. Yeah, everyone knows your shit. Everyone knows your business all the time. Like, um, privacy out here is virtually non-existent. Or if if you do have any, you work really hard at maintaining it. Yeah. And it's a blessing and a curse because, you know, it's the kind of place where the people line up out the door to help you if you have a problem or need help. That's the flip side. But when you don't want anybody to know you have a problem or need help, the mm-hmm. people line up out the door <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to try right. to help you. And, you know, and, yeah. and it, you know, you have to accept it with a blessing. And, you know, it, of course, uh, you know, there's times things happen in your life and you wish you were just walking into a grocery yeah. store in some other town where you weren't going to see anybody. But, you mm-hmm. know, I, I've never been away without, you know, eventually wishing I couldn't yep. wait to get back home here. I, yeah. I, I say it's like a family, you know, you have, everybody has a family and, and only here instead of, uh, you know, one crazy uncle you may not like, I right. you got 20 of them. Right. You know You're I mean? kind of like my crazy uncle that I, but, but I thank like you. you, but I like you, you know, I, I don't have to like you to put your house out if it's on fire. Let's put it that way. Exactly. That's how we roll. Yep. You know. And, and like the other cool thing about block Island is like it being such a small community, the, uh, the smack talk out here is just top notch. You, you yeah. don't, it, the, you know, there's mainland smack talk, but out here, it's just like a whole new level of smack talk. And, oh. and it, the game of telephone that happens, the block Island gossip, when you hear a sentence start with, did you hear about? Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guess who? Dot, dot, dot. Like, it's just, it's 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 almost like a cultural phenomenon. You know what the nice part about that is? I, I've screwed up. And, you know, when you do. Yeah, my, by agreeing my, to do this podcast. Yeah, dude. probably. Um, <laughs> but what, what I always tell people, my best advice after they make a big mistake is just wait. Just wait. Just wait a week and yeah. somebody else is going to, you're going to be, you'll be old news up. in a week. Yeah. You know, like so fast. Yeah. And, you know, nobody's even going to remember a yeah. year later that you did that. All right. You'll have to remind them, hey, remember me? Remember when I <laughs> rolled my car over on Old Mill Road? Yeah. They're like, no. Oh, you did that? They're I like, forgot. Yeah. You know? Oh, that was you. By the way, that that sound. He's <laughs> thirsty. That sound you hear is my 12-year-old basset hound lightning <laughs> drinking water next to me. Um, 
it's we're just lucky you can't smell lightning over mm. the internet right now as rich unfortunately had to smell what i have to get his emissions checked that's all it is i noticed the uh, positioning of the chairs in here yeah very smart yeah. on your well on hey your the dog decides where he wants to sit man he just wanted to sit next to you he likes you most uh people do i don't know why yeah. um and some dogs. It's because you're cuddly and cute, Rich. Oh, you can't it. see him, but he's cute. Well, check Instagram. You'll see our pictures and whatever. Anyway, I think that's a good place to start, right? Yeah. All we're right. going to have guests on. We're going to try totally. a lot of different guests. Cool guests. All different walks of life. Uh, yeah. We're definitely going to be hitting up. You know stuff like the BI Times, yeah. For, you know Block Island Times is, yep. the, is the island's local only newspaper. local newspaper. Yep. And um, you know they will print just about anything. Yeah. And so there's always a uh, always a nice uh, group of uh, letters to the editor that yeah, are just those great. are fun. Those are great. Yeah. You know, and, and by uh, great I mean you know great. Yep. And yeah. listen, for those of you, again, for those of you who are listening that live here on the island or are, you know, entrenched in our community, uh, we're also going to keep you abreast of happenings, uh, things that are going on, local news, events, blah, blah, blah. Maybe some got, maybe we'll gossip ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know nothing we can get too happening, much make it up. For. Yeah. Know, we'll just it. make some shit up. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how we roll. Um, exactly. Yeah. So this, you know, this Good. was the, this was the fact filled first episode yes. you know sort of talking about us and what we plan on doing and where we are and uh and on our next episode we are going to have our first guest and uh very interesting i think it's going to shed a little more light um onto exactly what this island's all about uh and what some of our challenges are and some of the cool stuff that happens here and uh you're gonna love her she's great she may even fall into the category of one of the Blamees in this, what I like to call the summer of blame. The summer of blame. Blame the cops. Blame Bla- the fairies. Oh, yes. Everyone wants blame, to blame. Everyone wants to blame somebody yeah, her, for the crazy summer, yeah. which we'll get into that crazy totally. summer soon enough. But our uh, first guest, all we're going to tell you at this point is that it is a female, because we already said she's our first guest. And yes, it's true. She holds a p- very important position in our community. And she, uh, I will all give you a second spoiler. She does a great job. Absolutely. It. So we're going to talk to her. And um, it, yeah. It'll it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And should we discuss uh, emailing us? Oh yeah, and sure. About our email. Wait, um, we have an email. We have an email. Oh, cool. So you know, if you if you have uh, any suggestions for us, somebody you'd like to hear as a guest, yeah, uh, comments or topics you'd like to to address, I'm sure you do it. It makes it a lot easier for us to bring them up if somebody else wants us to right. bring them up. Then yeah, we have a reason to. Yeah, because so, if you tell us to talk about it, it wasn't our idea. We can't get in trouble yeah. for it. Right. Well, we can, but well, who cares? we can, but, but we'll we can, be, but, but we can blame it on. But we someone. can blame it on somebody else, yeah. and that's you know exactly cool. yeah. So basically, what we're saying is, if you want to get blamed for some shit, send us an email and tell yeah. us what we need to talk about. Yep, and yep. our email is two guys on bi at gmail dot com. That's two guys on bi at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook and instagram two guys on block island i'm mark scortino i'm rich trethaway thanks for tuning in see ya uh next episode right that's right all right later dude later a blue with fruit and a doo-doo-doo feeling pretty okay in the bahamas wearing pajamas 24 hours a day two guys on block island was produced at captain nick's rock and roll bar Music courtesy of the Booze Beggars. Segment produced by yours truly, Mark Scortino, Esquire, licensed pending. <laughs> <laughs>